0: With all the crap happening, we forgot that it was Columbus Day on Monday. Uh, Of course, Columbus is a radical transphobe and all that crap. Let's talk about Columbus Day. Uh, The Israeli crisis is hiding more evidence of Biden corruption. And did you know that black sports stars, you know, the ones that make tens of millions of dollars playing a child's children's games, are modern day slaves? That's right, because you know everything's racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great day yesterday. Uh, so, the update in Israel is just not getting better. Apparently, now the death count is up to 2,400 Israelis that are killed. And now Israel is being accused of lying about babies being killed. So what do they do? They show pictures. So now we have pictures of dead babies, which is awesome. And you know something I got to tell you, Israel should show these pictures. I think the United States needs to see a little bit of reality. We're so busy worrying whether men can get pregnant. We're not we're not we're missing the realities of the real world. And I've said this more than once. Sometimes The United States really could do well to be in a war, simply so that we can come back and see what is important. We have become so sedentary. We have become so wrapped up in our luxuries that we don't realize there's a real world out there and they don't like us. And they don't like us because of the great life we're living. If I have to hear any more right now, and we're hearing it, actually, about the poor and all this crap. You know, our poor have big screen TVs, cars, and telephones, and and cell phones, smartphones. Our poor in this country are richer than the rich in other countries. And I think one one of the great experiences I get is going to visit family in Mexico just over the border across from Yuma. And you can see what reality is like in Mexico. I go there probably three times a year, four times a year. And know what it's like to be without air conditioning. Know what it's like to be without a heat or refrigeration or jobs. Know what it's like to live in a house that has no windows That the running water isn't clean. That you have to buy bottled water. Because that's the only way you can drink. Um, That's where my brother-in-law lives. That's how he lives. Well, and there's a lot of things I I really want to talk about. And I'm going to talk about them. The first thing is the crash of, of civilization. As Western civilization as we know it. And we can blame craft for that. They're actually showing us how we lose a little bit of our civilization. Civilization does not come crashing down. So, for example, the fall of the Roman Empire. A lot of people think that, oh, it just fell and there's a date. There isn't a date. The Roman Empire crumbled little by little. And that's what we see now. Now, how can I... I'm talking about the fall of the western civilization the greatest civilization in human history and i'm blaming craft bakery products i am not only blaming or pointing out that craft bakery products are falling with western civilization they are an example of how western civilization what do i mean so one of the things i really enjoy in life is cheese and crackers You know, those little packets that come with four crackers and they come with a little uh, container of cheese and you open it up and you put the cheese on the cracker and you eat the cheese and cracker. Greatest thing in the world. I love cheese and crackers. I've loved them since I was a little kid. When we were good, our parents used to buy us cheese and crackers in the big boxes and we used to get them. Well, at first, you know, you get the cheese and crackers. And they've got a little lip in the plastic on top of the cheese and crackers, and you'd grab the lip and you'd pull it off and you'd open it up. Then you take a there's a little red stick in there, right? And you take the red stick and you take the cheese and you'd smear it on the cracker and you eat it. Well, you know, with inflation being it is as it is, with climate change ruining the world and cheese and crackers making us fart because the processed cheese does make us fart. Kraft had to do things to make it more difficult so that you don't eat 15 packets of cheese and crackers. Because cheese and crackers are like crack. <clears throat> you can eat those things forever. Then, of course, you've got inflation, which means it's getting more expensive to make cheese and crackers. And they don't, wanna, they don't want you to spend $4 on a little packet of cheese and crackers. So Kraft had to cut costs so that you know they, it, it, they can keep the price down on cheese and crackers. Okay? Now I know this is weird because when you talk inflation, you talk gas, gasoline, you talk energy prices, you talk steak, you talk chicken. But all of that stuff, you can you can just look at the cheese and cracker. Well, so we got a, we went to Costco. We bought a case of cheese and crackers. First thing I noticed, the little lip to peel the plastic away is gone on the cheese and crackers. There's no longer a lip. You have to use your teeth or a knife to cut the plastic off the cheese and crackers. Go buy yourself cheese and crackers. I We bought two cases. And Sometimes that happens. It's just a bad machine, right? Bad cut. And you think, OK, grab another. No, it's the entire case doesn't have that lip. Those sick bastards went in and got rid of the lip on the cheese and crackers and made it that you have to take a knife so they can save that two centimeter lip of plastic. Now, are they doing that for cost measures? Or are they doing that to save the world? I don't know. From climate change, I don't know. But all I know is we got these cheese and crackers. And of course, I'm an adult. So I don't eat one thing of cheese and crackers. I buy four. I eat four because I'm an adult and I'm a pig. That's just the reality of it. So I finally get this damn thing open. And then I, I, take, the, I take the cracker out and I look for the little red stick. There's no little red stick. Now, at, at, at first, and it had been a long time since I had cheese and crackers, because I'm an adult. I don't need the little packet of cheese and crackers. I'll buy a box of crackers and I'll buy the processed cheese in a can. But we didn't have any of that. And we saw this and we thought the kids would like, grandkids would like it, so we bought that. But now you have to get a knife to take and smear the cheese on the cracker itself. That's Western civilization. Western civilization, and you know that Kraft actually first removed the little lip to save money and the little lip to save the world from climate change and the polar bears and the koala bears and the pandas and all of that crap. And then they removed the stick, but I hadn't had the packet, so I never noticed it before. Now they they decided, let's get rid of that little red stick. That's how civilization crashes. It doesn't crash with just on October 13th, 2023 civilization is dead it it's little bits it falls apart and that's what we've seen in the last few years and i think it's really sad i i talked to my wife about it and my wife said that that's really kind of an extreme thought but she said yeah i can see it makes sense everything gets smaller Instead of having a 1,000 sheets on the toilet paper roll, we have now 950. Just little bits start to fall apart. The paper towels have gotten smaller. Everything has gotten smaller because of inflation and climate change. But in reality, what that is, is it's a crash of Western civilization. Very sad. So needless to say, it was a uh, Columbus Day on Monday, but we had so much to talk about with Israel and with uh, with Israel and with uh, Gaza and Hamas and Hezbollah and all that stuff. I, I completely just ignored it. I did say on Twitter if you'd taken a look, of course, I made a big stink about it. I, I happy Columbus Day, and then I posted pictures of how. The Indians were, you know, killing, sacrificing people, eating them, things like that. There were some great memes out there for pro-Columbus Day. Because Columbus Day has been replaced by Indigenous Peoples Day. I think they've replaced it in Arizona, New Mexico, Michigan. There is no Columbus Day anymore. It's now Indigenous Peoples Day. And a lot of videos on TikTok, of course, have come out. Here's one of them. Uh, Let's listen to this guy describing Christopher Columbus, the Italian who made a deal with Queen Isabella to travel to the Indies in Asia and decided to go west instead of going east like everybody else did. He decided to go west because he thought he could find a faster path to India because he believed that that the, the world was round. Let's listen to what this guy says about Christopher Columbus and we can get an idea of what these idiots actually think when they decide to create, make it, Indigenous Peoples Day. scary facts you never knew. Christopher Columbus didn't discover America and he was actually darker than any of you were taught. The man would have child... And when he was done with them, he would feed them to his dogs. He would also take off children's hands and make them wear them. Oh, and he hunted the natives for sport. He would test how sharp his new blades were on them. And if they didn't dig up enough gold
1: for him by the end of the day, he would crucify them upside down. People on his team even thought he was a psychopath. In 1492, there was an estimated 250,000 indigenous people. By 1517, only 14,000 remained. They don't teach you that in history class.
0: Yeah, they don't teach you that in history class because it's not true. A lot of that's not true. Now let's let's go into the realities first. Was Columbus a great guy? Did Columbus have his fault? He sure did. Okay, he he yes he did enslave people. He sent 13 slaves back into Spain. Do you know what Queen Isabella did when she received those slaves? She imprisoned columbus because slavery was illegal in spain and he went back and he didn't do it again and a lot of the things he's talking about actually wasn't done by columbus columbus complained and moaned and and, and uh, complained that his he had real trouble controlling the people his people because he had a bunch of very salty sailors and they did a lot of things that were not good including slavery including when the people when Columbus landed in Haiti modern-day Haiti what is modern-day Haiti he was greeted by the Indians that is absolutely true but they greeted him not because of love for the white man they greeted him because he they needed his help to defend that tribe against other tribes and those other tribes, yes, they fought a war with them and they beat them, and they beat them bad. And that's what a lot of what he's talking about. So when they took slaves, well, they took prisoners, and yes, those prisoners were enslaved. And by the way, they were enslaved by the victor tribe. The tribes, actually, the Indians, actually had slavery. All the other crap, um, cutting off of hands, uh, feeding the kids to dogs. There is some of that. Some of that's true. Uh, Also, the uh, hanging people up, crucifying people upside down? Yeah, they didn't teach you that in class because that didn't happen. There were punishments. For example, if you were a thief, you'd have your hands removed. By the way, they still do that in Saudi Arabia. They do that in the Middle East. So there were there were punishments. So some of that's true, some of it's really exaggerated. But let's take a look. Let's should we be celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day? Well, no, because the Indians were not. First off, a couple of things. Um, there weren't two hundred and fifty thousand Indians. There were between two and two and sixteen million Indians. The problem is we're not really sure how many they were because it was a dying civilization. They had problems with disease. They had problems with technology. They couldn't make food. Agriculture was not a thing. Animal husbandry was not a thing. These people didn't even have the wheel. Forget, forget about guns. They didn't have any of that stuff back then. They also practiced human sacrifice. Remember, the Aztecs sacrificed 800,000 people in one week by cutting out their hearts and grabbing their beating hearts and pulling it out of the bodies, then dumping the bodies. They practiced cannibalism. Scalping was something that was we, hear, we don't hear much about now, but that was a big thing during, when we used to play cowboys and Indians. Indians used to scalp white, the, the, the hair off of white men. They used to cut off ears. They were an extremely brutal group of people. Cannibalism was extremely common. As a matter of fact, that's one thing that Christopher Columbus did say was very common, was that these people were eating each other. There's a great meme online that sits back and says, you are the white man, you're here to colonize us. And you are... Uh, where we do not want you here. And Columbus said, well, stop eating people. Stop eating each other. That was a the thing they did. But we forget about that. We talk about how they were one with nature. Well, I got news for you. They weren't one with nature The with the Aztecs or the Incas. They were notorious for destroying their environment around them because they didn't understand about climate change and all that crap. They burned everything. They cut down forests. They destroyed their environment. They didn't even have. They didn't even have drinkable water. They had nothing but disease, and the same diseases we talk about: the um, herpes, uh, syphilis, smallpox. They had a lot of diseases like that. Of course, the the uh, Columbus brought disease with him. So did Pizarro. So did all of the other settlers they did bring them as far as as far as columbus not being the first to discover america yeah he wasn't but he was the first one to colonize he was the first one to settle and make this country he discovered the country now as far as colonization settlers and things like that let's let's talk about that a little bit, because I'm getting really sick and tired of this whole concept of decolonization. It really is beginning to annoy me. So that will lead us to our dumbass of the day. Okay, so we have we have a real winner here. And, <laughs> no joke, this gal, she, she's decided, of course, she's a white gal. She looks like she's about, I don't know, maybe 18, maybe 20. Um, and, of course, she's living in a big house. She's on her $1,000 camera in front of her $1,000 phone making this TikTok video from the Internet that was created by the colonizers, And she had some comments about colonization and how... uh, I think she was talking about the Palestinians and the Israelis here, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It falls right into Columbus because Columbus was considered the root of all evil of colonization for some reason. So let's listen to what she has to say. And then I I definitely have some comments about this.
1: I can't stop thinking about the way that... um Colonisation is in its reckoning period. Um, Across so much of West Africa and Central Africa, we're seeing coups and we're seeing uprisings. And, you know, I'm not an expert on the politics of Israel and Palestine, but it is also deeply unsurprising to me seeing what's happening in Palestine because everyone is acting like some people are acting confused and the instinct here given the complexity is to see things in terms of this is horrific what's happened to Israel but when you all examined colonization and decolonizing What did you actually think that would look like? Like, for real. It is so interesting watching people comment on this. And it's like this visual struggle of respectability politics and the way that there should be a diplomatic solution. And... When you are violently oppressed for that long, what do you think the uprising against your oppressors looks like? And I say this, as a white person living in colonized Australia on stolen land. Like, some of you all need a bit of a reality check, I think. Cause like, what did you think was gonna happen? What did you think breaking free of colonial oppressors' chains looked like? Anyway, can't stop thinking about it.
0: Well, she should stop thinking about it because she sounds like a moron. Like, uh, here, here's, here, here's the whole thing. I, this whole col- colonization thing is is really old. First off couple things she got wrong here obviously she doesn't understand the politics obviously she doesn't understand anything about what's it last I heard we're not no one's colonizing Western Africa so I'm not exactly sure what she's talking about as far as colonization of Western Western and Central Africa I, I don't know what she's talking about um, I don't think she knows what she's talking about too um, number two, Uh, Israel is not colonizing anything. Israel actually held that land for about 3,000 years. So to sit back and say Israel is colonizing the land is kind of dumb. They've been kicked out of that land several times. And what did you expect? Um, How about this? I didn't expect them to cut the heads off of babies. Now, maybe I'm way off here, but Basically, what she's doing is she's condoning the cutting off of heads of babies, the killing of all of whole families. And I I say this all the time: this is not about politics here. These people just want to kill Jews. They don't want the land; they want to kill Jews. They've been offered a two-state solution multiple times. They don't want that. They just want to kill Jews. They want complete extinction of the Jews. And the Jews aren't colonizers. The Jews actually, that's their land, period. End of story. Now, here's the whole thing. Um, And of course, again, she's a white woman. Well, sell your house. You're living in a big house. You've got clothes in the background. Why don't you sell your house? Why don't you move? Go to where you're from, which is the next question. The next question is when do we stop being colonizers? For example, um I'm a col- technically I would be a colonizer because I'm a European, northern European white male. Straight too, which makes me make me completely evil, but I was born in this country. I've lived in this country 55 years. When do I become a native American? <clears throat> I mean, Okay, indigenous people. Hey, were the indigenous people really that indigenous? Or did they take over land and did they colonize? The reality is, of course, we can never know, but everybody colonizes sometime, including the, quote, indigenous people, end quote. They colonized too. Aztecs were notorious for colonizing. They colonized the crap out of uh, Mexico. And they killed anybody who was in their way. And not killed... Killed kind of like cutting of the heads off of babies. So are they colonizers? The answer is yes, they are. Everyone's a colonizer, according to this broad. Okay, well, here's the here's story. Um, you are a native Australian. You're not a colonizer. Col- colonization is an actual... You have to make an effort... At this and looking at the size of this broad, she doesn't make an effort on anything. So, the reality of the matter is, she is a Native Australian. You are a Native Australian. I am a Native American. I have been born in this country. So, I am a Native American. I am indigenous to America. And what trips me out, these people, this is the same type of person who will sit there and say an illegal alien comes over and that illegal alien has lived here for 15 years, 14 years. And so therefore they should stay in America because now they're native. They're like natives, Native Americans. They're like Native, they're like Americans. But meanwhile, I'm never an American. You see the irony there? I've lived here my entire life. I was born here. There's parts of my family that have been here for generations. So but I'm never native? I'm always a colonizer? F you. And then the the last point I want to make here is that is colonization really that bad? I mean, seriously, yes. The the when you colonize you're you're setting up a space, okay, for yourself, and you defend that space, that's true. Let's not forget when the pilgrims came over, the Indians, some of the Indians were very friendly. Sometimes they weren't, and they attacked. Let's not forget when Columbus and the other Spanish, the Spaniards came here. Um, they were attacked a lot too. They're not allowed to defend themselves? At the time, I mean, the civilization, I've, I've said this, the Native American civilization was actually falling apart. It was, it was going down. People, they were. If we had waited another hundred years, there was a very good chance that the indigenous people in this country that is now would have been extinct. A very good chance. When we got here, they had trouble making food. They had trouble with food. They had trouble with disease. They had no technology. If we had waited till, let's say, instead of 1492, we'd gotten here in 1592, would have been a very good chance that the population would have been zero. But we colonized over here, and what happened? The greatest country in human history was developed. The greatest civilization in human history was developed. The greatest, uh, the greatest technological advances were created. The fact that I'm talking to you right now is proof that the greatest technological advances have happened. And we're sitting back and we're we're just disrespecting it. We're pissing on it. And of course, considering it was the LGBT Day of Visibility and LGBTQ History Month... I find it amazing how they're getting rid, I mean, in the same month. So they have a day within the same, a month. They are still giving crap to uh, Christopher Columbus. And they're just basically trying to eliminate anything that we can celebrate when it comes to this civilization. That's what they're doing. They're trying to destroy it. Well, F you, not interested. Happy Columbus Day. And I think we shouldn't have a Columbus Day. We should have a Columbus Month. I also think that Independence Day should not be Independence Day. It should be Independence Month. I also think we should be celebrating Abraham Lincoln specifically. Not President's Day, but Abraham Lincoln Day. How about Abraham Lincoln Month? How about Founders Month? We celebrate George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Uh, Let's celebrate Martin Luther King while we're at it. Because he was, I don't think we should get rid of Martin Luther King Day. We should celebrate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. Why can't we celebrate those? Because they created a beautiful country, a fantastic country. If this gal's miserable in Australia, and I've been to Australia, yeah, she should be miserable. Go move wherever. Oh, and that's one other thing. Another thing I'm going to bring up. Um, Where do I move to? Because according to these people, being a white male, I've colonized everywhere. Where do I belong? Well, I can answer that. I can answer that. And the Palestinian, the Hamas-Israeli war is exactly where they want us to be. Dead. Dead. They don't think white men should exist. They don't think white people should exist. We're seeing that now. With all the protests with Palestine, about pro-Palestine, free Palestine, whatever. Their basic idea is Jews should all die. It's only a matter of time before white people should all die. And that's what decolonization means. Get rid of all white people. So she's definitely our moron of the day. Okay, so let's get to our first story. Boy, that was 30 minutes I blew. Well, so according to the post-millennial, unfortunately, with all the stuff going on, we're kind of ignoring some things uh, that are important. And those things include uh, Joe Biden's corruption and all this evidence that keeps coming out that the Democrats say there's no evidence. Well, there seems to be more evidence here. And by the way, uh, just an FYI, Steve Scalise has been basically nominated by the Republicans to be Speaker of the House. That's kind of important because, one, Israel, we need somebody to, we need Congress back so that Israel can be handled and we can take care of them. And the second reason is uh, to investigate Joe Biden as corruption because more evidence just dropped. So according to Postmillennial Millennial. A Freedom of Information Act lawsuit filed by America First Legal has revealed that Joe Biden, during his time as vice president, sent and received thousands of emails between his office and businesses and accounts associated with Hunter and Jim Biden. Biden reportedly sent and re- or received 19,335 emails from Rosemont Seneca, Hunter Biden's investment firm, 4,243 emails from Hunter Biden himself, 1,751 emails from Jim Biden, and 3,738 emails from Jim Biden's Lions Hall Group. Biden and his White House have repeatedly claimed that the then VP had no connection to his son's businesses. They have further said that he had no knowledge now about his son's foreign business dealings, Even as Hunter faces scrutiny over potential FARA violations for his lucrative work in China, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan. By the way, you can also throw in Russia and Mexico. And I think Romania is the other one. He's got a bunch. So here's the thing. Uh, Thought about this. And you know what the media is going to say. By the way, this is evidence. I don't know how you can not consider this evidence. But apparently this is more non-evidence that the Democrats are going to bring up. Um, I talked to my dad. So we're talking 30 some odd thousand emails. Um, I talked to my dad, you know, because I I love him. I contact him. You know, he's getting older. I should keep in touch with him. I contact him once a week. Okay. If you take for the last 10 years once a week, that's maybe a thousand phone calls. And now this, this guy is sending 30, these two are sending 30,000 pieces of email back and forth. That doesn't include text messages, doesn't include phone calls, which by the way, uh, to show how we don't have any evidence, we also have voicemails, we have uh, recorded conversations, we have text messages. We have all this, all this non-evidence showing that he was involved in his son's business. This guy is contacting... They're contacting each other 30, 40,000 times. So to sit back, I'm sending it from Rosemont Seneca email address. Yes, I know nothing about... He knows nothing about the business. Forget about those pictures with business partners. That doesn't count. That's not real evidence. Yeah, Joe Biden... One of the things Joe Biden tries to do is you launder information. Okay, so the idea is... I don't know what's going on. That's what Joe Biden is really pushing. I don't know what my son did. If he did anything illegal, that's on him. I'd add nothing to, Well, guess what? There's just tons of evidence here that shows that Joe Biden knew just about everything. He was involved directly. And basically, he didn't have to do much of anything. All he had to do was show his face or be involved in a phone call. That's what uh, influence peddling is. I make a phone call to a guy in Russia, and my dad, who's the President of the United States, is, happens to be in the room. That makes those people in Russia or Ukraine or Kazakhstan or Romania or Mexico or China, it makes them realize that, oh, he's got some important, he's got some influence. So maybe I'll give him a million dollars, which is exactly what happened. Of course, until Republicans decide to remove their asses from their heads, from their asses, we're never going to get any of this information. And this is information the public needs to see, especially this year before the election. Of course, we should have seen this information back in 2015, 2014, 2013, when he was vice president too. We should have seen this crap during trump's presidency when he had both the house and the senate but we never did these people just are too busy playing politics okay let's get to this because uh you know how it works out i haven't played this in a very long time
1: everything is racist everything is racist according to
0: Here's an oldie but a goodie. Um, Again, it's the greatest victims of our culture are those victims that get so much from the culture. According to the Blaze TV, the former Olympian delivered an eye-opening remark comparing professional sports contracts to slavery during an appearance on ESPN's new series hosted by anti-racist Ibram X. Kendi. ESPN gave Kendi his own series titled Skin in the Game, which, quote, delves into the challenges racism in the sports world and will will reveal how pervasive racism is in sports while challenging the thoughts and systems of various governing bodies. The five-episode series features episodes subtitled How Do Athletes Play a Role in Social Change? are black women athletes carrying the weight of the world okay i'm i'm going to i'm going to make a real uh, reach here yeah black women athletes are not carrying the weight of the world they're not even carrying the ratings on television uh, continuing what is the cost of race norming and what is the impact of racist ideas in sports media The first episode aired on September 20th, in which Kendi takes a look at black athletes who use public platforms to protest injustice and what it costs to speak up. The episode featured former Olympian Gwendolyn Berry and journalist Howard Bryant. Now, in case you you don't know, uh, um, former Olympian Gwendolyn Berry uh, is the gal who knelt or turned her back on the American flag during the world championships and then said she would probably spit on the flag if she won the olympics now luckily she didn't win the olympics and by the way just a little fyi here Gwendolyn barry is worth four million dollars and all she does i think what she does is she throws the hammer or something like that so her job is throwing a rock that's her job and she's worth $4 million. Now, are you worth $4 million? I don't think so. So here's here's an example from the show itself.
1: The contracts, you know, are the new slave chains, right? So, you know, you have to sign this contract and sign this document and sign this document. It's like you're binded to this. And then if you break that, that's your livelihood. That's your life. So we the new slaves. Athletes are literally the new slaves because we need this. Our families, our friends depend on this contract to eat.
0: So tiring, so old. Oh, you poor thing. You have to sign a... First off, that's not true. You don't have to sign a contract. You can get a job at McDonald's. You can get a job digging ditches. I'd say become a teacher, but this broad is really dumb. I mean, if you hear her speak, she is really dumb. You don't have to sign that million-dollar contract. And by the way, that's a low contract. I mean, she's worth $4 million. She's been on the sports scene for about six years. She hates her country, which a couple of people have said, get out of the country. Don't compete for the United States. Go somewhere else. Go to that, that, that utopia you think is out there. But she doesn't have to sign a contract. Well, my my children can eat. Well, no, you can do other things. You can go to Chipotle. I hear McDonald's is offering $25 an hour now for a, in April. They'll be offering $25 an hour. You can go there and support your family. She can quit anytime she wants. She doesn't have to sign a contract. But the, here's the reality. They'll sign the contract. You know why? Because it's a lot of money. LeBron James makes something like 30 million a year. And he says the same thing. He's, she's not the only one that says this. Um, LeBron James says it. it most, a lot of black athletes sit back and say, hey, I want a contract. I, I don't want to sign, or they bitch and moan that their contract makes them slaves. Colin Kaepernick said it. He made a Netflix special saying that the contracts are slaves. Do you know what's funny? Blacks are the first group to complain that they're not in sports. They bitch and moan that there's not enough black athletes in golf. They bitch and moan there's not enough black athletes in hockey. They bitch and moan there's not enough African Americans in baseball. Now, now mind you, baseball is like 70% people of color, but they're not African Americans. They're actually from uh, the Central America and Mexico. In South America now. But they're constantly bitching about there's not enough coaches. So what is it? Which is it? Are you bitching because there's not enough blacks in sports? Or are you bitching because sports makes you sign a contract? I. And here's the other thing with the contracts. You know, whites have to sign the contract too. You think Tom Brady was playing football without a contract? that the the owner of the the New England Patriots basically said, "Oh, hey, you pay I'll just give you 40 million dollars and that's it." No, he had to sign a contract too. So white people actually sign ghost contracts too. And it, 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 all the bitching and moaning about contract, you know what? I'll sign a contract. Don't sign the contract, I'll sign it. You've been you've been given a gift. You've been given a gift. be able to throw a rock really far and you're bitching and moaning that somebody's paying you millions of dollars to do it she's worth four million dollars throwing a rock in a sport nobody watches and she's bitching and moaning about it and how she's a slave you don't have to be a slave don't sign the contracts and finally, this is again the Ebermex candy thing. Ebermex candy is now being investigated in Boston University for misallocating 40 million dollars in his anti-racist research center. 40 million dollars, again another BLM grift. That's what it was. Another another anti-white racist grift misallocate so he had to do something so ESPN offered him this and suddenly oh great now I can sit there and justify some of the money that I stole and let's not let's not kid ourselves he stole that money the other thing is what is ESPN thinking why would you put this on air you're just basically destroying your own brand. You're basically saying the sports that you cover 24-7 is all racist. Great marketing. And by the way, who owns, who owns ESPN? Disney. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Disney has been destroying itself for years. So why not ESPN? Let ESPN destroy itself. By the way, those contracts, all those, the whiners... Oh, the contracts and slavery. Like Colin Kaepernick, prime example. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in six years. When Aaron Rodgers got injured for the New York Jets, what was Colin Kaepernick doing? Well, in one hand, he was sitting back and saying that signing contracts is slavery. On the other hand, I want to play for the New York Jets. Won't the New York Jets sign me? Blah, blah, blah. He's on TV whining, telling him, I'm working out so hard. I'm ready to play. Sign me to a contract you slave. I I swear to God, these guys, this is the problem with our society. We have it so effing good. We got to make conflict someplace. We must make conflict. We must scream victimhood. And that is a society that has it too good. And, you know, as much as I I hate the idea with the Israeli-Hamas war, believe it or not, most people are on the side of Israel. I'd say probably 80% are sitting back. A very slim minority are being the jerk-offs at these pro-Palestine rallies. Most people are looking at this, including the White House, which I'm kind of surprised about. Okay, so there will be no podcast tomorrow. There will be no podcast on Monday. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to Las Vegas, and Monday I'm coming back from Las Vegas. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. God bless all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.